Welcome to MedEvidence, where we help you navigate the truth behind medical research with unbiased, evidence-proven facts, powered by Encore Research Group and hosted by cardiologist and top medical researcher, Dr. Michael Corrin. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Corrin. Hi, I'm Dr. Eric Schramm. And Eric and I have been having this fabulous conversation about cannabis. And uh, in our first session, we talked about Cannabis 101, just basic terms and understanding why theoretically it's effective. And then in our second section, we talked about actual patients where you make a difference. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So now in this session, I want to really get into the practicality of it. Like how do you go from me referring a patient to you or a patient learning about your practice and, and presenting with a medical problem and that person actually walking out with the right product? So let's let's kind of walk through it step by step. So we gave many examples in the last session of people with anxiety or palpitations or irritable bowel, inflammatory bowel disease, and all of those folks could benefit from your services and the products that you'll help them get. So how do they get them? So you, you make you make your decision, you know they need a balanced product, and then explain exactly where you go from there. Okay. So these are uh, the guidelines are set forth by the state which is basically the legislature. So if somebody asks me and say, well, why does things go a certain way in this process? And I'll say, the legislature made that determination. And then I remind Limit them- Limit on the, the governor. <laughs> the legislature is not stock full of, you know, scientists and physicians. Sure. So they're, you know, so the way the process is designed is, is in that context. Now, I still think it's a pretty functional system, mm. but it does, it's the way that its structure is, is, is based on what the legislature has put forward. So when a patient determines or decides that they're going to do a certification, then um, I'll reach out to them and uh, as a new patient, and they'll fill out a, a new patient. So certification form. makes it legal for the patient to use cannabis it, in the state of Florida. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that patient has to sign the state-mandated medical marijuana consent form, which mm -hmm. is like 10 pages that have to be initialed and signed. And mm -hmm. it's it's risks and benefits. And I think that's very reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, a patient will then either bring their records or they'll sign a medical records release so that I can actually have those records because you really do want to have those records. Sure. And then they fill out the, the general medical, medical records out. from their physician. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, to, and then, so they'll come in and we sit down and we have a great discussion about, mm -hmm. well, tell me about uh, any of your previous experience with cannabis because that mm -hmm. can predict you know, what kind of products that they may lean to. Because if you have someone who's a seasoned cannabis person, uh, those ratio one-to-one -one products may be uh, low potency. But if mm -hmm. it's a cannabis naive patient, those are high potent. So you have to understand their background in terms of, of, of what they've had in terms of cannabis. And are there available products one-to-one, two-to-one, three-to-one? Is, is everything out there? Or tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. And so out there in the dispensary world, so once you once you get certified, and we mm -hmm. talk about the medical card, a, a person can walk into any dispensary in the state and get product. And mm -hmm. there's 22 different businesses as dispensaries in the state. So you can get just about any product mm -hmm. in any dispensary. Mm -hmm. So you, but not every dispensary is created equal. Some tend to gear a little bit more to the recreational users, mm -hmm. and then some tend to gear towards the medicinal user. So ratio products. But the recreational users still need to be certified. Correct. Okay. Right. They do and mm -hmm. manage to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, in this medical marijuana practice, mm -hmm. I'm seeing medical patients. Sure. And so the typically the first thing the medical patients come in to say, hey, look, don't get me high. I don't mm -hmm. want to get high. 
right. and I'm looking for relief. So right. understanding where those dispensaries are and mm-hmm. what those products are. So mm-hmm. when a patient comes in, you know, of course I want to know what their concerns are, what their mm-hmm. problems are, what 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 do they want to get out of that? Mm-hmm. What's what would be the ideal situation for them? You mm-hmm. know, oh, you'd like to sleep through the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, you'd like to get through your day without pain. Oh, you like to have less stress. Mm-hmm. You want a better quality of life. Okay. Mm-hmm. So understanding what they're what they want to get out of that. Mm-hmm. And then so I, you know, submit whatever necessary documentation. Um, you have to, the state's uh, assigned a seven month period for your certification, okay? okay? The card, so once I put in orders, say you have a now access to your products, mm-hmm. um, the state will uh, send you out emails so you can get registered that you can get your card, which mm-hmm. is good for a year. So your okay. certification, good for seven months, card, good for a year. And once you get your card, then you can go off to your dispensary and get your product. Mm-hmm. And now the state has it so that you can do your certification and you uh, get your card registered on the same day. So people okay. can be in the dispensary that night. Okay. And so it's, it's, it's a nice system that they just developed in the last two years. So in terms of your interface with the system, do you send an electronic prescription to the, to the dispensary? Do you give patients a piece of paper, this is my recommendations, or how does that play out? Okay. As far as the process, um, the your driver's license is linked to your medical marijuana certification. Mm-hmm. So when you punch in and people will put in, uh, you have to submit your driver's license number, your social security number, and based on that, then it'll identify you through your driver through the driver's license database, which allows you that when you get your certification, even though it may take two weeks to get your card, mm-hmm. you can use your driver's license on the same day because. In right. the you're, you're creating yeah. right, and it isn't that you're providing a certain specific prescription. You're just setting basic parameters in terms of how much edibles or orals or inhalants or flour or uh, topical mm. that you're assigning, and right. you can determine how that's going to be. And then they can go. It's it's like you're putting uh, money in a bank account, and mm. then they can go and draw out of that, depending on you know what kind of products they do. What I provide for the patient is a detailed written, I I have basically uh, uh, different uh, sheets, which are the product outlines for all the different dispensaries here. Mm. So if I know a patient needs a certain type of product, Mm. I'm going to say underline, highlight, I'll write the dosing recommended on that. Mm. Uh, So when they leave, they have a sheet or two of paper that will be specific. They go to the dispensary. They show the person the dispensary because I tell patients, I say the the person at the dispensary knows their products, but mm-hmm. they don't know you as a patient. Right. And I don't want them to be mm-hmm. the person recommending your products. Okay. So in your written recommendation for the patient, you'll say if an oral versus an inhaled product is better, I assume, and give them information about ratios. Right. So what I what I try mm-hmm. to gauge for that, and so if you inhale cannabis, mm-hmm. you get an immediate relief. Mm-hmm. So patients um, will utilize this like people with migraine headaches where mm-hmm. there's a compelling need to have an immediate, more immediate relief. I saw a patient who was having like spastic, uh, spasticity problems mm-hmm. and does great having something that's more immediate. But when you inhale cannabis, it's going to be good for two or three hours. Mm-hmm. If you do an edible, the onset for that's about an hour, 45 mm-hmm. minutes, sometimes mm-hmm. two hours, but you're going to get eight hours. Mm-hmm. So understanding what type of relief you're trying to offer a patient. Tinctures give you about four hours relief. The oils under the tongue, you know, onset at about 30 minutes. So, mm. and then there's topicals, which are another option too. So 
when a patient goes into the dispensary for, say, a first time, a lot of times there's discounts being offered because those dispensaries know first-time patient, hey, they're going to be trying a few things. So it's a great time. And right now I've seen the prices in the dispensaries because insurance doesn't pay for it has actually come down in the last six months. So this is a great time for new patients coming into the system Mm -hmm. because they're getting discounts. Um, They get a chance to try these different products. And then Mm -hmm. I schedule a follow-up at three or four weeks Mm because you can't just let the patient say, here, Mm -hmm. try this and I'll see you in seven months. So we get three or four weeks to understand where those products are sitting for that patient, make adjustments Mm -hmm. if they need to go somewhere else to get those products. But uh, that's the way that I set up my practice. So one of the one of the concepts in standard medicine is that you like to try one thing at one dose for a period of time and see how the symptoms respond to that or whatever the parameters you're tracking responds to that. Is that something similar to how you approach things? General guidance, yes. And I'm conservative because everybody, especially cannabis night mm-hmm. patients, are going to start on the lowest dose. Mm-hmm. So maybe a quarter dropper mm-hmm. or uh, maybe a third of a gummy. Or mm-hmm. it's, So I try to be very specific on how we start a dose. But I will tell that patient, say, look, um, because everybody's different in their sensitivity, I'll say, well, if you've tried it at this dose for a few days, um, you can go into the next higher dose to half dropper or full or half, however that it's, you feel that you're comfortable to utilize it. Mm. Here are the potential side effects you might be looking for. But I try to give them some guidance. If, if anything, when I do follow-ups, uh, if patients are, if there's one thing that the, they just could uh, better optimize is their dosing because people are generally hesitant to go to higher doses. But mm. I try to reassure them. I say, look, you really are not going to get dependent on this. It's mm. not going to be addicting. Uh, it's not going to, you know, cause mind-altering effects. So we try to get them to feel more comfortable. And after three or four weeks, right. the patient realizes, okay, I'm very, getting more comfortable with their products, and they can start to right. be. You, you may have an increased desire to listen to Pink Floyd. Exactly. But, right. 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 You get those old <laughs> headphones out, you know. And, but otherwise, you should be pretty safe. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so to, to that point, let's just talk about some of the pragmatic things. Can you drive w- when you're using cannabis products? What's What are the recommendations for that? Okay, that's a great question. And so what I tell a patient, I said, look, the whole premise of this practice and these recommendations and products is non-intoxication. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's a bedtime product and I'm trying to get you to sleep, then that's mm-hmm. a different discussion, okay? Because mm-hmm. your bedtime product, nighttime product, you know, I'd say think of it like, what if you were to go out to dinner and you decide you're going to have four glasses of wine? What mm. do you think you might expect? Sure. sure. And same thing. So when you're using a product, you know, has a potential for intoxication, has to be used intelligently. Daytime products by design are intended to be non-intoxicating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, this is why I favor higher ra- ratio products, 20 to 1, 15 to 1, 30 to 1 as a daytime product. And I tell a patient, CBD I say- CBD to THC. Right, yeah. right. So you really and pushing those kind of products. And I tell a patient, I say, if in a doubt, you know, you can- t- if you're going to have a concern about it, uh, the effects for a daytime product, take the product on a day you're not driving anywhere. Okay. Then you can gauge that. Mm-hmm. And so, but for most patients, it really isn't going to become an issue. Okay. How do police officers assess this? Um, do, do, I don't think they have a blood level test that they, they do. They, yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, do you uh, blow into something and find out what your cannabis level is? <laughs> I'm not a, uh, there may be something out there in the mix, uh, in the works for that, but I'm not aware of it. And quite honestly, you know, uh, my experiences with, because uh, I've taken care of a lot of uh, law enforcement patients, not mm. cannabis patients necessarily, but they have zero interest, zero mm. interest in pursuing p- patients with medical cannabis card. Mm. Now, 
if a person is being pulled over for apparently driving under the influence, then mm. yes, you can mm. be, you know, they can, sure. you can get arrested or get a ticket for being driving under the influence, but mm. they have zero interest in wanting to pursue, you know, patients with medical cards. And I think the last, you know, federal raid on a cannabis dispensary was in 2009. So mm. the federal government has no interest in going after, you know, patients with medical cards. Mm. So how, how about like traveling to different states or different countries? How, how does that play out? Well, I tell a patient, you know, so the TSA came out and said, um, we are not a drug enforcement agency. Mm -hmm. But if we come across your products, mm -hmm. we've got to do something with them. Mm -hmm. So what I tell a patient, I say, if you're going to go on a domestic flight, put it in your checked bag. Okay. Mm -hmm. Don't carry it on. Okay. And don't take it out of its original packaging. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you're going to be driving from state to state, I mm -hmm. said, just make sure, you know, you leave it in your original packaging because mm -hmm. most places don't, again, don't want to have anything to, to do with that. But if you take, you decide that you're going to put your, you know, gummies into a Ziploc bag somewhere and try to mm -hmm. carry that around, that mm -hmm. could be a problem. But for the most part, I tell them, you know, it shouldn't, you really shouldn't run into any problems with this. Okay. So you don't advise hanging them in a, in a bag that drops down from your rear view mirror. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a bad idea. <laughs> right. Theoretically, you really can't be out there using cannabis products in public. Mm. That's not the, the intent sure. of law. So gotcha. yeah, you're, they don't want to see that. Okay. So um, final question for this session. How long should patients anticipate needing to wait before seeing the effects of your recommendations? Oh, it should be pretty much right away. I, you know, the first couple few weeks is really that initial period to see how sensitive patients are to THC. It mm -hmm. comes down to it. And so, uh, but as far as, you know, you know, especially for like pain relief is pretty quick. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, as far as helping to get people to sleep, likewise, you, it shouldn't be the case that, you know, three or four weeks down the road, people are questioning whether it's working. Mm -hmm. If it's, if I get that question, then I have to consider that they're just underdosed mm -hmm. and say, okay, well, this is why we do follow up so that right. I can say, okay, well, you need to, to consider how, you know, you're, you're being dosed with a product. Beautiful. Well, you answered all my questions, so uh, we'll end this particular session, but I want to explore with you in the next session future research and what we can expect over the course of the next five years with regard to uh, cannabinoid research and how the government may change its policies. Great. Thanks for joining the MedEvidence Podcast. To learn more, head over to medevidence.com or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform.